Yo, Joes and Agents of Cobra Command, welcome to episode 314 of G.I. Joburg. It's called Phantom Brigade Mail Call, but it's really just about new toys. <laughs> We're not going to try and clothe this in anything other than what it is. You see, the three of us, Rob, Paul, Steve, myself, um, received a loot box, each from good buddy of the show, patron... YouTube member and all-round good guy, MCDJ ACDC, who henceforth will be known as uh, Father Christmas, Christmas Creech, I don't know. Andrew, this episode is all about you, baby, because we are each going to unveil the amazing toys that you sent us, um, because I don't know what Paul got and what Rob got, Rob, they don't know what I got, um, so this is going to be great radio, but <laughs> hopefully our excitement will uh, will come through and uh, maybe bring a little bit of joy to you guys out there, because we are over the moon. Who are we? As I said before, my name is Steve, I'm joined by Paul, hello Paul. Hey Steve, hey Bugforce, and yeah, um, I'm joining, uh, what, Steve, Rob, Paul and myself. <laughs> Easy, brother. I never heard these things. Rob will be a little know, bit late to early. the proceedings, but uh, it is with some great delight that I say that we have people in the live chat already. A little shout out to Moonlight47, Mark van Leeuwen, JoeFan84, Bob Squad, Shane Brayler, Dabuya J, Peter Moline, and uh, Ben Flying Retro. What's up, Ben? Hey. Um, I'm glad Mark's in the chat because I was at a disadvantage the last time we did a live show because he had premiered his uh, When Darkness Falls play motion, play motion um, yeah. while I was fast asleep. And then I woke up and did a show and you were like, have you seen it? I'm like, um, whoops, I'm a little bit late to the party. But I have seen it in the interim and seen it multiple times and it is excellent. When Darkness we'll Falls is the name of the play motion. It's over on Mark van Leeuwen's own personal YouTube channel. I don't have a link currently, but by the time you listen to this on the repeat, I will have a link in the description below. And what can I say other than the fact that it is a very unique slant on G.I. Joe? It's kind of an adventure story and a horror story set on this, like, this, I don't know, ancient civilization ruin on an island. It's, um... Got Slipstream and Raven, the Night Raven pilot, uh, in the leads. It's fascinating. It's a, as I say, very unique, very fresh, um, and has a great like atmosphere about it. Very, very interesting to see GI Joe toys presented like that. A bit of horror, a bit of, as I say, like I Indiana Jones style adventuring. Say, Paul. I love, I love all the effects, all the practical effects and stuff that he does. Yeah. Like dry oh, ice. Very cool. Yeah. And let's not lose sight of the fact that he the builds theory. his sets, paints yeah, them, cool. and mm. just crafts these worlds out of cardboard paper. Very creative. Um, he did a making of as well. Uh, painfully brief. I don't think he gives away too many secrets in it. But it's fascinating to see well, just how much bloody hard work went into creating the damn thing. Um, anyway. Paul, we've got new toys. As I said, Rob will be a little bit toys. late to the proceedings, but um, let's not let that stop us. I'm dying to see what you yeah. have. I filmed an unboxing, so I'm unless you have any objections, I'm going to go first, because if you are a G.I. Joburg hardcore, 
what I have isn't going to be a surprise because you might have seen the unboxing video I did with my kid. He was delighted. In fact, he hasn't been watching much TV or getting too much sleep ever since because we've just been playing all day, every day. It's been no, toy time. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. So, a lot of Marvel figures. I don't know if you know about their new Epic Hero series. Sort of four-inch. That's what they now call the, the four-inch scale. But let's rinse through these pretty quickly. We've got Spider-Man. Very nice Spider-Man, actually. Um, Iron Spider. Stop if you want to um, talk about any of these. Um, I don't know. More in oh, more detail, cool. Paul. I got to mention that I think um, I think uh, Robin and I will do. I was we'll kind of open hours live because what? we want to do really. That was that was the plan. Yeah. <laughs> ASMRing it. Um, Opened the stuff long ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, good, good. I'm glad you held off. Then this is a very uh, special occasion. Yeah, I've been chomping at the bit, actually. <laughs> Just don't be crumpling too many papers uh, in front of your mic, please. Venom. Also from that series, and this probably is my favoritest Venom of all at this scale. I mean, he has individuated toes. I don't have a Venom figure that has like. Is that a standard thing for Venom? Doesn't he have just feet? Like I think it changed. That changed. Okay, they've made him they kind of like a like a bear. But the tongue is awesome. It's flexible. Um, the Titan series is sorry. The Epic series. Is kind of your basic price point action figure. So a lot of them don't have paint apps on the back. Cheat. Um, and they come in windowless packaging. <laughs> so um, someone might have touched my toy. But this guy has his, his, his paint apps, front and back. He's looking very cool. Then my very first Carnage action figure. And he's got that a very is. detailed sculpt. That's the... Is that, isn't that the new Carnage? Um, well, it comes from this, this epic series of um, mm. four-inch Marvel action figures. Um, all of these figures could do with a wash. Like, the sculpts are brilliant. But, of course, the paint apps are not as detailed because it's, you know, as I say, a basic price point for kids. But, as I say, with the sculpt as good as this, like, this sort of... Carnage always had that kind of almost like he's a skinless individual. It's like he's just bloody red and and like muscly and sinewy um so all those like grooves and (laughs) he's got no butt um andrew got me an iron man i don't have an iron man here in oz nice to have a little bit like way too gold for my taste i'm like wow they needed a little bit more red on the legs and stuff but um great to have iron man in the mix um do you have you ever watched the flash which uh, the TV series. No, no, no. The film. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, um, if you if you can endure it, Sasha Kelly's Supergirl is probably the, the biggest shining light of that film. I think Andrew must have listened to an old episode where I spoke about it, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to get that for Jubs. Because nice. it's a cool figure, and it's also like in that four-inch scale. Works perfectly with my, um, my Michael Keaton Batman. And she's got a fabric cape, which is, I suppose it's not unique to Spin Master per se, but a lot of their, like, toy toys have that kind of ribbon, you know, like a cheerleading 
Beton. Um, yeah, no, she's got a fabric cape. It's great. Even oh, cool, cool accessories. I haven't seen that here at all. I haven't seen any of... Um, I haven't even seen that Marvel Epic stuff, to be honest. Mm. Like, now that I think well, about it's, it. it's not widespread. Look, well, it's widespread in the States. I've seen it in Singapore. I've not seen... I've not seen the X-Men ones in Australia. Now, that's what kicked off this whole um, loot box. Because Andrew was asking, like, is this something I can keep an eye out for you? Um, and I was like, well, Andrew, there's something that is exclusive to Target US, which is not going to be hitting anywhere else. If you are excited about the forthcoming X-Men 97 that, cartoon. I'm very excited about those. Yeah, mm. the trailer. As of recording this podcast, the trailer has just dropped. So it's it's time, guys. X-Men to me. Um, so this five pack is the only way you can get Gambit. And I was like, I'm not going to get the individual figures if I can get the five pack. So Andrew spotted it. I think it was in the lead up to like Black Friday and picked it up. And they're great. They're suitably tunified in the kind of style of the forthcoming show. Um, Marvel Universe was a massive line and ran for a number of years, but the parts reuse really brought it brought it down like these are mm. all unique sculpts marvel universe i think they were like two female bucks you either had the one which is quite petite or you had the other which had like a gammy leg um this rogue or the rogue that i have from that line has the gammy leg construction um but this rogue the new one perfect love her love her love her <laughs> you gotta see the booty here paul Hey, dude, that booty shot in the animated series is... Um... Will live forever. I must say, yeah. though, in spite of the fact that, like, Gambit has got the coolest card-throwing um, effect of any scale ever, like, this is just lovely pink candy. Oh, that's cool. And you know I don't like blast effects, but when it brings out Gambit's power, it's effectively an accessory. Because it's got these yeah. sort of individuated cards. It slips over his, like, like two fingers. <laughs> it's perfect. I love that. But the highlight of the five-pack has got to be 90s Storm, Storm with her 80s, mo 90s mohawk. Storm. Yeah, that's... It's that, the, big that's shoulder, the big shoulder pads, like, white uniform, mm. but with her mohawk. It's a great like, hybrid of the two eras. I love this design of Storm. I really, really, really love it. Uh, I just don't know if I love it over having the classic 90s look. Um, it's weird. It's it's like, it's difficult to say because I think they're both great designs. They're both great looks, you know? I think like, the Mohawk makes her look cool a little bit less um, whitewashed. I might get into trouble for this, but like... No, she I looks think, like I she think you're 100 right there. Yeah. You know, she's first generation. She's, I mean, not first. She's, she is from the African continent. She's plucked from here. Like, this is, mm. there's nothing sort of anglicized or westernized about that look. The mohawk really brings out. I don't know. No, I agree with you on her that. identity. Think, uh, that's kind of what made the '80s one so cool as well. The long white My dresses. Lego one is like that. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Right. Um. Moving on, okay, let's get into some, some non-Marvel stuff. 
Andrew must have once again overheard a old podcast and he knew I was into GoBots because he got me Ooh. a recolor Mirage. What? I mean, I don't know Transformers too well, but like this is the Mirage sculpt, surely. It's even the Mirage looking sort of face sculpt. Yeah, it looks like Mirage. But who is it? Transformers. It's called Decepticon Crasher. <laughs> and if you know Transforming Robots, you'll, you might recognize that this is actually a sort of a, a Transformers swipe of um, a GoBots character. Crasher. Evil Renegade. And very cool. one hell of a cool character. Yeah. Hey, she's great. I haven't taken her out of a box yet. I, I need to find a suitable occasion. But yeah, she's... Oh, man. So it's such uh, a cool, what? iconic color scheme. And it's the perfect sculpt to bring her out. Yep, into the TFs we go. People are enthusiastic about me getting a Transformer in my hand again. <laughs> Chief among I them. I that existed. Mark and Ben. <laughs> oh, Moonlight47 has this to say about Storm. The Mohawk is less regal, but stands out more. I don't know, regal in whose culture? It might have greater significance from where she's from. Was Crasher a girl, says Hans. The voice is very husky. Well, I can't speak to the actual voice uh, artist, but I think if you could call any GoBot female, Crasher was one of them. Crasher, Littlefoot, uh, Pathfinder, these were all females. Um, among others. I mean, they, they sort of just willy-nilly assigned genders to, to these bots, just like they assigned their um, allegiances. Like, in Japan, there were no such thing as the friendly guardians and the evil renegades. They were, like, all the vehicles were good guys, and all the monsters were bad guys. <sighs> this and other fun facts on a G.I. Joe podcast. Um, let's talk about some Joes. Andrew did send some, but before that, he, uh, he included a stocking filler, a ice cube tray <laughs> so cool the only reason i don't have it to hand now is because it's seeing heavy usage like every time we get a cold drink for the boy he insists that he has his batman ice cubes oh, and uh, yeah, yeah yeah it's fun they're really good they, they make it's a keaton bat symbol sort of tim, Bur tim burton era so that makes me happy now it's um, question time. Is Rob with us? I don't see him. He is here in spirit. I okay. haven't heard his voice yet. Yeah. Rob, you well, want to say hello you're, to You're everybody? speaking continuously. I don't, I don't want to interrupt. Oh, my hey, buddy. Lots of cool He's stuff. Here. I know. I know. Welcome to the party, man. Um, about to do some Joes and oh a question goodness. for the class. Oh. I've never, I've only ever had the non-earring revision version of Zorana. But now, I have earring version. The ugly head version. <laughs> okay, well, Paul's cast his vote. <laughs> um, I had to have them both in hand in order to make my determination. I like what the earring version does, and I like the fact that it's closer to the card art, but she's got a big head, guys. Wow. That's what bugs me about it. <laughs> really? That's in person, it's really, a bit really more. Me. It's a bit more pronounced like, in person. Yeah, I'm sure. But uh, as I said, it's closer <laughs> it to like the card. Toy line's head stuck on her. Ugh. Okay, Rob, what do you say? Well, the face on the left, I think, looks more appealing. 
Mm, like she looks one. less like like no on on uh, stage on stage right. Oh, very good. That one. Okay. Yeah. You like that one? So you I like the I, earring I think I version? Like it yeah. Um. I think the other version kind of like her hair feels real pulled back. It's just like. <laughs> She's got a five head. <laughs> right. Well, as it turns out, the earring version, this one, um, was the first initial version and they changed it because I think they thought that she wasn't attractive enough so the non-earring version was the revision um, oh. and is more common I've had mm. three non-earring versions before I got my first earring version um, so yeah I had to have it and thanks to Andrew now I do now you do and apparently you have uh, two ugly figures according to Zantara <laughs> both Centauri headscarves are kind of ugly, although it hurts to say that for them. Yeah, that's Jason... I gotta agree there as well. But between two evils, I choose the the lesser. Right, Jason Mural says that uh, he's the team earrings all day. Hey. So it's it's pretty divisive, I think. Um, <laughs> Moonlight Forty Seven. Is this another Han Solo, a vintage Han Solo head situation? Uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, this was the, the clearest example I can think of of a running change um, in terms of a head sculpt in G.I. Joe. And they're very different versions. They're not just a slight difference. Uh, Serana, I didn't know it was you. That's me <laughs> doing doing uh, Diagnostic Aiding. Doing no, Thrasher. <laughs> it's a line from the movie. Anyways, guys, I'm sick of ho hogging the camera. One last oh. thing, bit of Joe goodness. Um, I've never had an LCV or low crawl vehicle, the small green bike from 1986 uh, up until now. Um, never really had a strong need for one. Uh, but when Andrew found out I didn't have one, he was like, well, now you do, buddy. Gotta fix Yay. that. What are your opinions on the LCV, gents? It's a I weird really thing. It. You dig it. I, sh I should assemble mine. <laughs> the box. Got one in the box. Yeah. I, I don't have the cool. heart to I think if it didn't have it. the the weird like like tracks in the front, I think it would be a really cool vehicle. Kind of reminds yeah. me very tangentially or I mean the shape kind of reminds me of a Tron cycle. Yes. Like, mm. You're I really lying down in it. Absolutely. Yeah. But you're right about this front, front wheel. It's always bothered me. Weird. Or three wheels. I, and it's got the I little... I think how anime it is, actually. The little dummy roller in the front. Also, I, think, mm. I like what uh, Ben has to say here. It's like Havoc vibes. I, I think yeah. the LCV goes very nicely, or pairs very nicely with the Havoc. As, a as Havoc it should. Vehicle. Mm. Ah. They're kind of envisioned together. It does have a rubber wheel. It's, it's one wheel. The remaining wheel is, is a good one. But um, not just that, guys. He gave me the full experience. Uh, the box was included. And not just the Ooh. box, but the blueprints and a rare and wonderful treat. All the sprue. Oh, cool. The runners. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and probably I the original baggies. Fix it up. <laughs> it can Very nice. disassemble it and stick it back on its, its <laughs> runners. <laughs> But yes, some honest opinions coming from the chats. Shane Braylon never liked the LCV. Um, yeah, Hans Child likes say, it better than the Ram. 
interesting opinion. Yeah, yeah. I guess the Ram, if you weren't Team 82 all the way, like the Ram seems a little bit rudimentary. It's it's hardy, but it's also like, it's a bit basic. Whereas the LCV has all the kind of a model kit greeblies that you expect from the later era, uh, including that periscope, which is always, almost always missing. Also, oh, cool choice of having dial tone on there with the backpack. It uh, harmonizes well. Well, yeah. I like dial tone in there because I see this as a espionage vehicle. Like if dial tones, you know, moving through the desert, setting up checkpoints for little like listing devices and spy tech, this is the vehicle he would choose to do it in because it's got a lot of like tech in it. Like the periscope, the, the sticker on the dash is like a radar. So I feel like maybe that periscope has some kind of radar device just to... Give him a oh, heads cool. up of any any bogeys. That's very cool. Yeah, it's got it's got merit, even though it's it's weird got character. It kind of stands out. It's not just another cycle. You know, there's some aspects to it that kind of it already uh, suggests play to you. You know, it's got a freaking fire him on a bike. It's got a rear firing minigun. Oh I mean, hell! In yeah. case he gets pursued, that's, that's gonna ruin his uh, you know driving line. And. Oh. Well, isn't a minigun quite, aimed? like, stable because of the, the spin? No, maybe the spin. No, no, actually, never mind. Take it back. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> detailed engine back there. Um, but I think I think the best aspect is, like, how much, like, paneling there is brought out by the stickers on the console. Love that. And nice little surprise, which is something that only if I had the blueprints I would have been hip to so thank you for including those but this transparent piece in the front this headlight like separate piece guys i mean that shows it's not just a sticker it's not um you know it's, it shows a lot of panache put into the the actual design and construction of this thing they didn't have well, to but they went the extra mile absolutely loved that design then i mean it's a small vehicle but they kind of try to make it like an, a, a you know like a quality toy before we get too far away from uh, Zorana, Zantara wants to clarify, uh, from the neck down, Zorana <laughs> is, figure is awesome dreadnought. I agree with that. So, mm. it's just the head that uh, Zantara does not like at all. Hmm. Now, my question to Zantara and the class is, do you have the Zorana that came with the Soundwave Thunder Machine, and is that a better head sculpt? Oh. Talk amongst yourselves. All right, that's me, boys. What did oh. you guys get? Oh, so Robbo, I think so I think this is how you and I should do this because yeah. Steve didn't stick to a, to the original plan. He opened that's his stuff fantastic. up and whatever. I, I hate plans. Plans gotta go into so the, the rubbish bin. You and I are gonna have to like open our boxes here on screen fantastic. and show I people love what it. we got. You might just oh. have to switch on your camera though. <laughs> I suppose. Oh. It's be difficult to see me though. <laughs> wow. Rob yeah, is behind like a, a mountain of parcels. Like right head. Yeah. Hello. Hello there. Oh, shot, Jason. <laughs> well, let me start so you can see a little bit more of me. Uh, so this Jason one's says I'm giving Joe. some serious villain vibes today. <laughs> I reckon it's a G.I. Joe. Let's find out together. <laughs> what? It says G.I. Joe on the box. Are we going to go 1-1-1-1 one, 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 or are you going to... I don't know. Together? Ooh. What is it? That's a nice one, Rob. I Let's actually see. don't even know. I can't see it. 
Oh, we're finding out together. It's Copperhead Ooh, with file Copperhead. card. Very nice. Ooh. With file card. <laughs> and you've That's got a water moccasin, don't you? Uh, He's got a tiger, f- tiger shark. I have I a tiger shark. I'll pop him in there. Oh, I also have that cool green vehicle Stephen gave me. The helicopter that can. Oh, land swamp on the fire. Yeah, yeah he oh. probably looks good on a swamp fire. Now, Copperhead. Like the coloring is so similar. Like, he, he should be in there. And significant because I think this is Andrew's favorite character. So, MCDJ, oh. ACDCs. Yep. He gave you one of his very own. <laughs> it's, a, it's a special. He's really reach cool, out and touch you moment. Is there going to be a scoop there. in there? Asks Moonlight47. Now, that's a good question. We're going to find out, aren't we? We're going to find out together tonight. <laughs> You've said in the past that you're not army building scoop, but... Um, I know, not at all. I'm not. If anyone happens to send it your way. I'm going to do one more before we do Paul, uh, just so that we, you guys can see me a bit better. Um, let's see. Yay, Zelda reference. Thank you, Rob. Heavy okay, duty. Dude, this is very cool. I'm very jello. Oh, heavy duty. I'm oh, jello for the gear. Another green figure. <laughs> With two for two on the greens. Hell yeah. Super bonus is if you've got the, the visor as well. Oh. I saw it. He doesn't need a visor. I think He's I did cool too, hat. but... Yeah. No, no. Gonna wait, get out wait there. Until you put on the... Oh, he's badass, cool bro. heads off. Absolutely awesome. I love getting file cards Heavy as duty. well. Heavy mm, The oh. full experience. Hell yeah. Well, cool. you might see a few more file cards because that's how Andrew likes to collect as well. Uh, he, in well, fact, he insists. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Send me, send me, send me another one. Send me the cool. text. Send me an angel. Okay, what, I'm going to grab... I've got a pile here, but I can't put them in front of me like Rob has. So I'm just going to oh, grab a box. Boring. I'm just going to grab the box. Body. And then Ooh. I'll open up. So try to do what Rob did. Bubble wrap. Oh, cool. That's pretty cool. It's red. Hmm. Oh, Ooh, that looks too big news. to be a Joe. Yeah, I know. That's a definitely Hebert. not a G.I. Joe. Do, 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 no, no, do. it's not Heberg. <laughs> not Heberg? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtleberg. Ooh. And Power Ranger. It's weird. It's, oh, it's a red, red Ranger Raph, I guess. Red Ranger Raph. Who makes That's those? Wild. Playmates. I I don't know. I think so. I need to actually look it up. Because um, I know that this was like a two-pack deal. But I'm so glad because if I was going to ever pick up just one figure from this line, this was the one. And I'd considered it for a long time. But I never pulled the trigger because I didn't want like the two-pack. Um, I'll pop the head on. So this is very That's thoughtful. kind of difficult for me because I don't see Raph as like a leader character. And I usually see Red Ranger. He's usually the leader character. That's it's correct. Kind of a, yeah. it's, it doesn't mash together exactly. This is an official... Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, just as I called something in the in the chats, um, mashup. Paul's looking like Serpento Con pre-zombification, of course. Well, I, I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. Uh, I think he looks kind of post-zombification to me. <laughs> and um, and WJ is that official co- a crossover or bootleg? 
Uh, it's official. Yeah, it's official. It's official. They do tr- they do turtles mixed with Cobra Kai, um, yeah, Stranger Things with E Man as well. Now, I mean, I think I yeah. I spoke on how horrible those looked. <laughs> yeah, I don't love them Awful. either. I I think that concept is so cool, but the execution is bad. Should I grab another box, guys? I think Please. Please. while you're doing that, um, I saw a question earlier from Terence Childs. I think it was directed at Steve. Mm. Do you have a Jojo General? I do not. Not. There's one for sale not too far from me here in Oz. It's six hundred dollar dues. Oh, no, Ooh. I think he wants eight hundred, and I'm like, no. Nah. Um, Knock him down, uh, dude. Knock him down a few pegs. Can't can't say I want it that badly. Yeah, um, but yeah, that is something that we could stand to review, take a look at. It's something that I've had very little actual contact with, so Same. hopefully one day. Well, we've only ever mm. seen it a little bit at. Um, at Greg's place, actually. I Not have, for lack I mean, of I trying. I have a of other generals. I have General Hawk. I have General Flag. Um, okay. I really dig this, by the way. I think this is such a cool thing to have for my like, he's turtle shrine. He's awesome, dude. Did so he the come next with his thing weapon? that I got you, he wait, does. Wait, wait, he's, come, wait. he's got all of his accessories and weapons. He's got um, like oh, yeah. Power Ranger feeling, Power Ooh. Ranger vibe style. Yeah, which is very cool. Power size. So, I grab. Yeah. I mean, the the next one is this one, so you guys know Ooh. it's a it's a Heberg figure, but it's an exclusive Heberg figure, which is quite fancy. Ooh. I know it looks like a giant walrus man, but it's actually like some kind of snake dude. So let's have a look. Um, this will be the first and probably only exclusive He-Man figure I ever own, because never say never, boy. Ooh. True, but this is actually what killed the Origins line for me is when they did Mossman and, and Grizzlaw and stuff as, as exclusives. It's what killed the line. Ooh. But to have this dude is very cool. And this is Fang or, or Fangor. Fangor? Um, Fangor Fang what? Or, this is kind of cool though. Um, it's got a slip case. Uh, so, oh, that's sweet. Which I really love. Like for an exclusive figure, that's actually very clever. And there he is. I don't want to go and waste time on Cameron now uh, liberating him, but he look, he's looking great, and the paint job looks quite spectacular. I mean, this is what you get when you get an exclusive figure. It's, although, yeah, I must say, this line has always been very tight. Oh, and he's got some great swords um, in the back there and some kind of snake-shaped wrench. Uh, at the very back cool. There. Okay, so he's like the he's the, the mechanic on Snake Mountain. He's Mr. <laughs> Fix-It, yeah. I'm trying to... The, the, oh, this the is can fun. opener. Cool. <clears throat> uh, Fuzzle, like... block the toilet again. Sing Fangle down there. <laughs> Sing Fangle to go fix the toilet. <laughs> you silly thing. Yeah, but just yeah, totally. Can exactly opener. Yeah, Robbo. That's, does uh, Fangle have the teeth gimmick? Or changeable heads? He does. He's got additional teeth that you can add on. So Ooh. thereby he's... Oh, they're on the... Right. On... His right hand, By his yeah. His right hand, yeah. He's got these like teeth that you pop in. I have no idea oh. how that's supposed to work. So it doesn't actually sure descend. It, be... <laughs> it should. Yeah. Why didn't they do that mechanism? You know, like they could do oh, it in the Maybe just to give him more articulation. I have, guys, I have absolutely no familiarity with this character whatsoever. So this is fun. Um, You're going to discover only... something new about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> the only... Uh, uh, snake, what do they call them? Um, the snake. Oh, he, there he is, fearsome fang snake scientist. But of the snake men, the only snake man I really have a lot of familiarity with is um, the one the of snake the snake man himself, 
the purple one. Um, oh, I I uh, I don't know him. I know the Snake Lord dude because he's he, you know he, he could shed his his shell. King Hiss, like I think his man. name is. Yeah. yeah, I think that's King Hiss. Yeah, this is very cool. Like Andrew, thank you, bro. Like nice one. There you go. I'm, there I don't know go. if I should like display it like this or liberate it or just a bit of both at different times of the year. Keep well, we'll us see. in the loop, Paul. Let us know what you decide to do with this fantastic figure. I will. I will, yeah, Rob. I'll keep yeah, us. No. Uh, but but now show us more from from Box Whoa. Mountain. Okay. <laughs> okay. What's next? Let's find out. Oh wow, that's a lot of packaging. Yes, that is a lot of bubble wrap. Okay. Dude, I can't. E we can't even see what that is. But I, I, ha I can sort of see a color. I see a green. There's a green in there. Who is it? Slaughters, Marauders, Footloose. Kevin Bacon, right there. The Slaughters, Marauders version. That's insane. Because I think I recently got the normal version, or I already have the normal version. You do? I do not have this funky dude. Ooh, Mocha's respect to that toy. Very underrated. Well, opinion. he makes this the, the weird color scheme of the Slaughters and Marauders work, I think. Like, I think he actually looks pretty cool like this. Hmm, yeah. you're going to start crewing up your equalizer. Ooh, I think I will. I think nice. I will. Very cool. And once again, file carded and fully equipped. That's the way I like to see it done. That's the way I like to see it done. Okay, let's do one more. Zontara, Zontara nailed it. Tongue Lasho. Yeah. That's ah, tongue So cool. Had him as a kid. And Robert had King Hiss. Figure that I always yeah. enjoyed because of the feature. Okay, I've seen. I've actually yeah. seen that before, uh, but I see a Have lot of people glue them together. Yeah. You no? Why would you do that? I don't know. Waste. Charbroil. Oh, cool. I do not own a charbroil. This is the. This is so cool. <laughs> Dude, Charbroil also just like really interesting toy. Like lots of cool. I finally have that... the guy that breaks the um, what Geneva Convention on the Joe team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will burn the Cobra alive. There's something particularly creepy about Charbroil himself. Whereas Blowtorch is just like named after the the implement, Charbroil yeah. is actually like bringing like a culinary term into his yeah. job he's like and what i'm not just gonna be what he does to the people he's, he's burning <laughs> i will trouble you yeah and, and he has those cool red eyes you know <laughs> and, and he's cool... a redhead too so you know and cool red lenses on his like bug eye helmet like he's a scary yeah. scary dude and That's there might have so been cool. some childhood trauma as well behind him because as yeah. a as a youth he was being sent out to like blowtorch frozen water pipes yes like that's not an appropriate job for a child <laughs> that's worked on the traumatizing lakes feeding coal into blast furnaces this man spent his entire life on fire Yeesh. now he's giving <laughs> fire to others <laughs> <laughs> scary you will never be cold again <laughs> paul show Me. us what's, what's going on yeah Okay, hold on. I'm just busy popping yeah, in visible, Red guys. Power Ranger Raph's yeah. other arm, uh, other hand for his weapons. Okay, just, I would like to. Okay. 
Um, yeah, at least I'm enjoying my toys. Uh, it's playtime. There's a box here that says Power Rangers, so I'm gonna skip past that one because I kind of know what's in it. I'm gonna grab that for it's like mysterious. So ah, it's a Power Rangers. I'll just leave it for last because we know what's in it. Don't know what color. This one's from Target. That's so cute. Check the doggy, and then at the back it's got the doggy's bum. Oh my god! Anyway, has to be a classified figure. That's the only thing that I know that comes from Target. Ooh, this is very, very not expected at all, actually. This is my guess. Guys? I'm guessing. Some, it's more turtles. Ooh. And this is Raza from the ah, movie. The, the werewolf. Well, um, what is he meant to be again? He's not, he's from not the movie. Like, you yeah, but he's not even a wolf. He's, and he's like <laughs> kind of useless. He's like kind of like a prairie dog or something like that. Like they go and find the two most dangerous animals in the zoo and they find Raza and a snapping turtle, which is Tokar. So, Raza's here. So, something fun about this is that this is the, the best action line, which is sort of meant to be a kind of a 1 to 18 scale. Like, there's a line of turtles that go with this, and they 1 to 18 scale, and he's quite nah, a bit bigger. they're slightly bigger. They're not they are slightly 18. bigger, but, I mean, they, they kind of want to... I mean, if you look at the Shredder and stuff, he's just a little bit bigger than a G.I. Joe kind of thing, or more sort of in line with the modern era Joe. And... That makes these kind of cool because it puts them sort of in my Joeverse. And I'm, I dig that because they kind of seem the right scale. Like they're too small to put with my other Ninja Turtles, but they are great to go up against like Joes and stuff. And you guys know I'm all into them. WJ, Blowtorch, Charbrel, and Ice Cream Soldier. The three. And this is from Loyal Subjects. Cool. Should I open another? He's at the mess. Do it, Paul. Open another one. Should I open a small box or a big box? Oh, I don't know. You decide. Okay. I'm, I'm leaving because you can't see the two biggest boxes. Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll leave the big boxes excellent. for the lot, for the end then as well. Cool. Okay, I've got this box here. Ooh, show uh, us, Paul. Show us. I see the. I've got a uh, medium small box. Unfortunately, there's the wrapping because customs decided they had to remove it's, all of the Christmas I wrapping. I was so sad when I saw and the wrapping. And they opened our to make sure we weren't smuggling the, 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 the drugs or something. It's like, do they yeah. not have an x-ray machine or something that checks? Yeah, mm. I don't know. It There's broke last month. Uh... Yeah, it probably did break last month. Look, it's another turtles thing. This is Ooh, very cool oh. shock absorption. This looks like um, camo netting. Yeah, That's it's so awesome. Cool. It's like gilly. It, I actually want to keep it and then like put it on top of the, the warthog. You know? mm, it's that like honeycomb oh. cardboard. It's been cut so that oh. it makes honeycomb. Oh, dude! Hmm. Oh, <laughs> lovely. It's Tokar. <laughs> You're literally just talking about him. The ooze. Yeah, I was literally just talking about him. He is really nice. Like Raza is cool, but Tokar really stands out. Wow, this this is a cool toy. Check this out, guys. Like, he's big. <laughs> he's green. He's mean. Got some cool accessories there, like a mace and a kind of a very gangstery, punky knife. Some different hands. He is way more interesting. But of the two, I also do prefer him, to be fair. So it's nice to have a bad turtle. There are very few of them. So yeah, cool. Okay, on to you. Oh Rob. yeah, and he's a proper um, turtle too. He actually he's looks a like proper a turtle. turtle. Yeah. I mean, what happens Unlike to the, the Ninja teenage mutant? Is is that what they're going to look like when they turn to adults? Well, I guess we'll find well, out. 
According to law, these are babies. Aww. Aww, I'm, I'm gonna open my toy up while you show us one of yours. Okay, let's see what's next. <laughs> Merry Christmas, lads. Ooh, Merry Christmas and also early birthday present. My birthday is actually yes. this Oh, there's a card. So, the trading card. Very cool. Very cool. What's in the box, Rob? Oops. Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see another file card. Oh, it's DJ. Don't ever made ever. <laughs> 1989's DJ. Rob is so excited. <laughs> he loves DJ. He's like, yeah. Oh my Dude. goodness, DJ. Insanity. Really? Really? Ooh, and he seems to come with a, I assume it's a repro um, mic? His well, antenna. Like, his antenna, yeah. yeah. Very cool There's like a piece that sticks in the back of his head as well. Like a very, very small piece. Oops, this way around. Very cool packaging. Head. So thanks to the war lens. War owl ends? War, war, war lens? For the, the, the competing piece. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, so now I own DJ. <laughs> now you have finally well, own DJ. Rob, you can cross that off your Christmas wish list. Your secret's <laughs> out, Rob. You want to complete the 1989 series of figures. This is so very true. DJ, it, it, DJ it had to happen sooner or later. Thank you, Andrew. He's a very difficult figure to complete because of those yes. small white plugs. Ah. So, the little head well, plug thing. Andrew's done problem. you a bigger solid than maybe you even realize at this point. I yeah. have not realized it yet. I'm only mm. going late tonight when I'm, you know, lying in bed, <laughs> trying to go to sleep. I'll, I'll realize where. Touch yourself hmm. while you play with And I game. appreciate that Andrew appreciates complete figures. Um, I, I, I do quite like that. Figures don't have to be, you know, like mint on card, but I do often, I like if it comes, you know, with everything. Rather yeah, than complete is great. I think so, but you know, still, in the end, if you own a figure and you have enough accessories already, I mean, it's still cool. But still, I I think it's cool to have everything. Okay, looks like they didn't get into this box. I love mutant mayhem. Just to respond to Ben there, I absolutely oh. love mayhem. Whoa, who's next? Whoa! It's Charb Royal's best friend. Oh my goodness. We are... Wow. Okay, so we have two of the slaws and orders. Barbecue! Barbecue, I'll clean up your mess, Charb Royal. Don't worry. They'll... They won't burn for much longer. Eh. They'll suffer not much <laughs> Why is he Aussie? I'm around. <laughs> Why is he Australian? Well, I know. You became Aussie because Paul started with uh, Barbie. Barbie. Right. I'm doing a Barbie. <laughs> you think he walks up to people? Do you think he like when he goes out clubbing, he walks up to women and he's like, are you a Barbie girl? <laughs> Blue bikini. Wanna be? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Paul, hit us with another yeah. Heberg. Come on. I don't come think on. there are any more Hebergs in here, but hey, who knows? No, Paul, come on. Um, yeah, let's go. I'm on the. So okay. far, I've been the most true to this to this show. 
like and andrew's been most true to gi joburg yeah i think but maybe i don't know i don't know you're I'm, the truest gi joe let's see if i've got, I see if I've got gi joe stuff i don't know I, it doesn't feel like we're it. gonna find that out makes sense. um about to find out i'm gonna grab this is the lot of the small boxes i would say um mm. and it says power rangers on it and it's a super seven uh putty patroller it's the gi joe it's a trick pool <laughs> no no it's very much a putty patroller and it's got that Ooh. that super seven that fancy super seven packaging where you slip it off like that Boom. so guys um like normally like this is not something i would like go for but admittedly i have looked at this figure specifically the putty patroller a few times because it well, comes i mean so he's kind gear. of like the most basic of the you know like enemies that the power rangers face i think you know that exactly it's not really right. one that you automatically go oh i want to get that guy um but it looks like he comes with a ton of really cool accessories and, and at least that's now you're... why i kept looking at him because he comes with like a hat he's got the variation face with the lord zed uh, armor he's got like effect hands he's looks got, like he has handcuffs like, too neck... <laughs> yeah he's got little handcuffy things like little and then he's got a football jersey in there. He's pretty loaded with gear. And that always gets me excited because, you know, you can always like, you can always bring that into like other toys or like use the cool stuff like this for toy photography. There's even like a, a bit of a clown look to him with like one of those clown collar things. That's very scary. I think I might even pose him like that. But yeah, this is, again, the kind of toy that I looked at and I thought this is really interesting, but would never have bought the tr uh, pulled the trigger on. And for me, these are the best kind of surprises because now I'm like, I get to own this toy and enjoy this toy without, you know, like without having to make that sacrifice. So thank you, Andrew. This is actually very, very cool and a very welcome surprise. And, you know, I don't, I never anticipated I'd have this many Power Rangers figures because I only have one, <laughs> but <laughs> now I have two. Sweet. Okay, Robo. So I think how many how many boxes have yeah, you got? Yeah, I have there? three more boxes left. Before we move on, though, um, Ben was quite uh, taken with um, the Slaughter's Marauders um, figures that I've unboxed, and he's like, "Did we get those in the UK? Um, were they internationally released, or were they just like exclusive?" Uh, the they States? didn't. They didn't make it past the past the United States, as far as I'm concerned, which uh. is ironic because they weren't exclusives. They weren't like Night Force, which is exclusive to Toys R Us North America. Um, so it's it's anybody's guess why we got Tiger Force, but not Slaughter's Marauders. But yeah, in the UK, the Slaughter's Marauders Lowlight was released as the sort of the standard release of Lowlight. Yeah, he points that out. Yeah. He was like, I did, I thought that was just the way that Lowlight looked. Wild. Absolutely and the UK not. got interesting versions of Spirits and Mutt. They weren't Slaughter's Marauders, but they weren't the standard first edition versions either. They had sort of... Wild. We spoke about this before, but Spirit had that sort of charcoal grey with the red crisscross sort of patterns. Yeah, that and super cool one. Mutt and Junkyard were like very much darker colour palettes, like dark blue, black. The late night oh. version of Putty with the handcuffs. Putty, yeah, thank yeah. you, Daniel. Thank you. That, now I know. I was like, was it a, a frill? A I like think a it was like, like, neck like a frill. It looks like a Dilophosaurus, <laughs> and then he's got cuffs. It's actually got like, you know, like like suit cuffs, like Playboy bunny. Cuffs. That's wild. Okay, so he's ready for or, or Chippendale cuffs if you prefer. It's really up to you. 
Maybe. Um, who knows? Uh, who putties knows? were gimps, dude. <laughs> they were all about that late night action. Okay. Let me race to the end of my um the end of my, my race. Oh, I don't want to race, but I, I'm I'm super excited because like these boxes have been so good so far. Okay, so let's see what the next box is. Uh, oh wow, the whole thing's coming out. Oh, wow, there's like two things in there. Oh no, oh no, it's just okay. So the, this is a very big thing. Ah, here are the non-transformers toys. Oh my god. <gasps> Wow, those are very cool, Rob. I am super envious of you, like right now. Just saying. What are they? They are, are the they? Evangelion G Frame figures, and and what's cool is that like Rob's got them as a dual set, so you're getting the frame and the armor set in one box. So it's kind of like they kind of like I don't want to say model kits, but they do feel a bit like model kits. But they take ah, candy toys. Pop them together and you can be like cool you and create together, and yeah. your own versions. So the whole idea of the frame and, and um, the, the whole reason that they separated is that you can get one which has kind of got limited posability and it looks nice. But if you ah. want to like pose it up, then you get the frame, which also comes with one or two additional weapons and this some stuff. This is so, so cool. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. And what's wild is today, actually, I randomly clicked on a video. I think it was from a channel called Mega... 64 34 or something and they did yeah. a live action reenactment of the entire neon gillian neon genesis, neon genesis Evangelion, Evangelion. Um, story but live action and they kind oh, of shit. Like i gotta see that it was absolutely hilarious it was so funny and i'm amazed actually like this is this this the universe is saying something right now i should have listened Dude, Evangelion have awesome man i love Evangelion. Whoa, this is insane. I, I I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. I don't think so. You're too busy playing your toys, just like my son. <laughs> Ooh. Does he not sleep anymore, Steven? Does he stay up all night? Guys, I'm loving this uh, Power Rangers turtle. This that turtle Power Rangers is really cool, dude. Freaking amazing. Insane. So good. Ooh, I also got some of the cool honeycomb uh, stuff. Stuffies. Mm. Is it G.I. Joe? Yeah. Oh, I know yeah. what that is. <laughs> what is it, Paul? Um, that is Ooh. a Gundam figure. Gundam Universe. There we go. It's the Gundam Universe line. They're non-scale, but they're kind of like they're kind of like Bandai's answer to things like or to the classified, you know, like the six-inch figure craze. That's yeah. their answer to it. So they're basically so, pre-built. Yeah. But they're not. Oh, but they they action figures. Make no mistake. But they're very good. They actually, they're like they sit nicely in the in the middle range there as they're solid figures. They're not like sort of like their Tamashi stuff, like their anime stuff. But this is proper. They're cool. very it good. Is wing and wing wing Gundam yeah. from Wing Gundam. Yeah. Oh, very nice, oh, Rod. Please take that out of the box at some point tonight. I'd love to like see you mess with articulation because those are really cool. Don't you guys have those we, at the shop as well? We do actually. Um, this yeah. will be my first experience with actually having one out of the packaging. Um, so I'll actually be able to speak to them better. Um, 
Sweet, so it looks like I started Joe Berg and I ended on Joe Berg, unless this last box is uh, Joe Berg themed. <laughs> Seems Thanks, Paul is going to end Joe Berg. Always guessing is. Okay, next box. If I throw this aside, what is it, Paul? What is it? Oh, that is something you have a model kit of. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, okay, I have a good you got guy. something for your wing Gundam guy. to kill. Yeah. Okay, it is a Oz 06 MS Leo. Yep. Hell yeah. The grunt suits of the wing universe. That's a lot of... Uh, well, I mean, with the model kit, I'm sure you, I re remember you saying you had a lot of fun with the kit, so... Oh, the kit was fantastic to build. Yeah, um, so the toy is awesome. It just won't fall apart. <laughs> exactly. No, no, I won't actually have to worry nice about to play with, but they are fragile. So. Oh, yeah. Andrew. Very nice, man. Rob. I also have my little pieces of um, wrapping paper that uh, survived the uh, customs uh, assault. Um, I appreciate the effort. Like, I, I think it would have been so much cooler to be able to unwrap these. Um, but I still absolutely incredibly. I'm blown mind mind blown like thank you so much andrew like you've you've made the start of my year amazing like everyone everyone is like tim andrew these guys the people down here in the chat uh, 2024 guys it's a good year it's a good year toys 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 all right are we in Manuel the clear hello Oh my goodness, Paul still got some stuff. I still got boxes. Yeah, he does. Oh, I, I was uh, racing to the end. I was line, hoping so. Robert's going to pace himself between that box, but uh, no, I yeah, I like I've got, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I got, I was I got three to open quickly. So. Whoa. You can do it, Paul. I believe uh, There's like a medium one here. Let's go for it. Uh, do it. End on a, on a big splash. Hello, Rob. Welcome oh, to the chat. Another Power Ranger. Ah. That's cool. Another Rob. Something to kick the, the puppy's butt. Guys, this is very cool. This is the putty is rad, but this is super rad. The Red what Ranger. is it, Paul? The Red Ranger. Yay! Check it out. This is uh, awesome. You can have your Red Rangers fight each other. You can, and look at all the accessories. So it's got Red Ranger sword, got the toy version. You know, the old toy version of the the blaster. Then cool. you got this fancy version of the blaster, which is it looks like it's transformable. Uh, yeah, it's got two different states, and they're more scaled. It better be. And it's got the Green Ranger's uh, sword slash flute. <sighs> that makes me very happy. <laughs> and it's got... Yeah, I can never remember the name. Oh, geez, and it's got the armor as well in there. Like, so the Green Ranger's uh, armor, which the Red Ranger also gets to wear at one point. And it looks like there's some other, like, interesting pieces in there there's like a, a, another arm in there crazy oh it's like a gold is there a jason a... and a rocky head paul it is jason and rocky thank you so much because i could only Amazing. remember jason 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 so that's cool yeah so it's jason and rocky so rocky you get the porn star jason. and the uh, i think one of them was a point ended up being a porn star uh like no judgment just one of them was and something then happened? something did happen We'll leave and... that to your imagination, whether it's Jason or Rocky. 
dear audience. I'm not sure which one it is. And then there's this box here, which is... I want to know if he did any Power Rangers porn parodies. <laughs> I mean... Pretty it, sure he it, did. It would be a wasted slot if you didn't just use that infamy. Guys, this is madness. Um, here's a toy I'd never buy in my life ever. <laughs> but it's actually really cool to have. Make my monsters Make my yeah. It's Rita Repulsa, exactly. everybody. My yeah. goodness. From and the Power Rangers. Power Rangers. So now I've got a, the Power Rangers final boss. Check in them pointy boobs. Okay? <laughs> like, it's amazing. Cut class. That is insane. And it looks like she's got, I mean, she's got soft cloth, um, soft goods for the for the dress. And um, chains. There's chains. There's actually little, uh, actual change. The chains. Change. Oh, change. She's changed. So who's hey, leading guys? the charge in your 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 various gifts, Paul? Is it Power Rangers, Teen and MT, or uh, what was the thing? He Man. If I, when I show you the last thing, you're gonna see what the winner is. Mm. So I, I, okay, so this this was in the box. It didn't have wrapping on. It was very obvious what it was. I did a little backflip when I saw this. I'm very and excited you just about this. For you? I'm gonna put it on Come screen on. now. This is what it is. It's another Power Rangers thing. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Okay, but it's the Tyrannosaurus Rex or the, the Tyrannosaurus Lord. <laughs> and this is something I was actually very close to buying recently. And I'm glad that I didn't because, yeah, this is, this is magic for me. May I just say that the boxes for these toys are amazing. They all have a slipcase so with like the gold nice. coin. It's insanely cool. So this is super sexy. I mean, look at it. It's the red Rex. It's got two miniature uh, red rangers. Um, so hmm. they're to scale with the, the ranger. Then as uh, Steve mentioned, it's got the, the coin there. That That's awesome. And it's a giant T-Rex mech, which is like that's like right up my alley so andrew dude thank you very 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 much i have more power rangers toys now than i've ever had in my whole life ever um and that's you great you put it out into the universe paul at um comic-con africa last year where you, yeah. you got your white ranger your tiger ranger and suddenly like you, it's just like the universe is like you should have more power rangers <laughs> power rangers apparently it might yeah, come as a surprise yeah. but people actually do listen to our ramblings and in, in Andrew's case, take notes. My goodness. Jeez. So, Absolutely insane. This is wonderful. Like, Andrew, thank you very much, man. Um, I'm dying to rip that uh, T-Rex out of its box and play and do all kinds of cool stuff with it. Because the original release when we were kids was always lacking. Um, mm. What do you mean lacking? We had... I it had was great that it was part of the transformation. Absolutely incredible. Stephen had the, the Dragon Zord... Um, I did too, Dave and I as well. All about the figures, you know. My dragon sword would spread his legs and jump on your Megazord's face <laughs> to make the super combined orgy mode. <laughs> yep, that was a cool mode though. But it's just that. Oh, Bandai! It was. It was real cool for the Megazord. <laughs> But, um, Dragon Sword yeah. got the better Ooh, end of the deal there, I think. <laughs> Watch my tail yeah, grow. That, um, that, guys, shall we shift the focus a little bit Whoa. and uh, and talk about some cartoons? It's been a while since we 
it had has. some cartoons I, to to pass judgment on. I can't even we remember two, where we got up to. Like, like well, we got two absolute bangers this time. Uh, <laughs> Paul, do you want to address that comment? Was "Make My Monster Grow" the title of the Red Rangers' later film endeavor? Um, <laughs> it should have. Thank been. you, G seven seven M nine W. G seven nailed it. Nice. Hell so, yeah. on the slate, as it were, to uh, review in this episode, we got the Phantom Brigade from the Ooh. classic Sunbow series, and we've got the Brothers of the Light, which is the introduction of Tomax and Zamot from Renegades. Very interesting introduction. Just what like... are you guys feeling? Ooh. Ooh. Um, okay. So Bad or worse? To... I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> when Shots I saw the title... <laughs> I was like, it took me a while to click that it would be Zaymoth and Tomax. Let's put it that way. Um, Interesting. I, I had totally forgotten that this uh, episode existed. It's okay. Weird. Well, let's let's get that one out of the way. I thought you yeah. knew that it was Tomax and Zaymoth because you tipped me off that this was this upcoming episode was a Tomax and Zaymoth introduction. Yeah, but anyway. it's, uh, yeah, but that's just because I had watched this episode in advance by accident <laughs> thinking that we had gotten here right. already um, a while back you yeah. were just too excited for renegades i get it i get I it was guys and this one threw Sorry. me for a loop because this is probably the most left turn i've seen the renegades show take in terms of a character introduction because yep. tomax and zamot aren't suit wearing like execs company owners like multi-billionaires they are cult leaders yeah they are psych using their psychic powers to to hypnotize their followers into like basically giving up their bank accounts and their trust funds and the case of mindbender dude bizarre it's a bizarre (laughs) retelling of these characters and i must say in the wins column for this episode the fact that I couldn't see what was coming next. Like, I had no idea how things would resolve. It was uncharted territory for me. So, mm. kudos to this episode for surprising me. What did you guys think? Uh, I don't want to, like, uh, tip my my hand too early. But <sighs> I do love that <laughs> um, that the actual, like, Flame Out and Tomax introduction here, in some ways, kind of supersedes their originals. Um, for me at least, I like the idea of them like being these cult leaders, these like, you know, virtual. They have boys. this vast desert oasis, like a massive river. They must have diverted a lot of tributaries to make that sort of that lake. And they've got this mm-hmm. huge like citadel and domed structure. Anyway, um, the, the Joes, the renegades are cruising around their coyote and they come across a woman who's been hypnotized uh she's bearing a patch that they then trace back to this desert oasis so they return her to the Very cult massacre, by the way totally and then yeah. encounter the brothers the corsican twins though for the life of me i couldn't place their accents they kind of had a pseudo i don't know eastern maybe nepalese they were channeling some of that yeah, it, it did feel very like Eastern, I think. Yeah. Kind of the and the, the vibe of the cult as well feels kind of like Eastern as well. Like open up your mind to mm. the possibilities and Yeah, there's lots of ayahuasca being done there. 
But oh. they decided, I don't know if this was an error that then just was like taken through to completion, but they've swapped the brothers. So classically, Zaymot is the scarred brother, Tomax is the unscarred. But here they do their introductions and it's Tomax with the scar. I think that's a whoopsie. Is there significance to that? Or that was a whoopsie? Okay. okay. I think that's a whoopsie. Or maybe just a way of stamping that this is a different universe, this is a different continuity. What's the easiest way to do that? Let's switch them. Swap them around, yeah. But yeah, these guys bear very little resemblance to the twins that, as we know them. Yeah. And they find a roundabout... Literally. Business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very high. It was the 80s, man. They were doing a lot of coke. Um, but these guys have this kind of hypnotic ability particularly when they're close together so they put a number on duke zap him first mm. and he's like okay i guess we'll spend the night and the joes are delighted they've been on the road for so long that i don't know have any of them had a shower recently they're complaining about tunnel rats bo but i'm pr- pretty sure even scarlet has a bit of a pong at this stage <laughs> she's only so happy to, to get into bed um roadblock of course loves the cuisine tunnel rat is the skeptic he's like hmm I don't know about this, guys. I don't trust this stuff, guys. And I must admit, like, while that is in character for Tunnel Rats, it's pretty out of character for how quickly the other Joes, like, eh. I mean, Scarlet's supposed to be the conspiracy theorist, but she's like, I just want a comfy bed. I'm so delighted to be here. Yeah, I mean, like, when you see this place for the first time, it's just like, this is kind of unbelievable. There's this giant oasis, there's this huge temple and a domed place. It's like, how are you not all skeptical of this place? It's just they have to be not skeptical for the story to keep going, essentially. Yep, yep, yep. Very convenient kind of character transplants. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> they oh. high on themselves. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Tomex and Sam might have the kind of relief on the wall of them, like in togas with swords and muscles rippling. Um, yeah, very sword and sandal depiction of the brothers. So, but guys, I have a question for you. Is, is the geography of Renegades the United States or is this kind of a loose world that we're in? Because Mindbender is traveling, presumably the world to find mystics and psychics in order to find a way to gain control of the bio vipers. Mm. Very convoluted, but he, he, he figures that having a, a psychic will untap a sort of a mind control of these biomechanical well, these slime beasts that he's created basically uh, for Cobra Commander to then mind control them. Anyways, he's going to all these kind of crackpot mystics and psychics and whatnots. Um, is this place where he finds this kind of like this crackpot um, is this the United States? It looks Dude, like some kind I of I imagine it is I'd like it's probably like it. LA. Yeah, somewhere in, <laughs> somewhere LA, in LA, somewhere on the on the west coast. Um, cause I, I don't think this guy would kind of like make. It's more interesting to an American setting that he is so he's acting so exotic. Um, you know, he's kind of like a little swarmy guy. He's you know sitting in his tent. I'd like to think it's American. I mean, the rest of the setting that they are in kind of feels more fakeish. Um, it's kind of like a stage set up. 
mm, there's kind of yeah, yeah. a couple of like um, it's almost like a traveling circus actually Anyways, turns out this guy's not the real deal, and Mindbender Ooh. zaps him with his cattle prod and flies off. It's very uh, convenient he's looking for that. a psychic when the you know we suddenly discover these these psychics. Oh yeah, I mean <laughs> true, true. G seven actually mentioned there was a guru who had a whole town in Oregon in the eighties. Um so like mm. yes, that's what I think this is. It's some kind of like a commune town kind of thing that you know that somebody set up and yeah. Snake Eyes is conveniently everywhere because he notices Mindbender flying off and warns the Joes that Mindbender's on the hunt for psychics, just like Tomax and Zamot. So expect his arrival imminently. All very convenient. But anyways, let's get past that. Um, as I say, this had some surprising turns. Of course, three of the Joes get brainwashed and Tunnel Rat is now the kind of the, the outsider who's trying to snap them out of it. Um, what I didn't expect to, to see as a nod was that Tomix and Zaymot want to use the Joes as the sort of their armed sort of militant group. They want to basically upscale their, their bodyguards and they decide to call them Crimson Guardsmen. Yeah. That was cool explanation for that in the lore as well. You I, like I, it? I dig that. Yeah, I like that. I, I prefer the idea of Crimson Guardsmen as willing participants. Like anytime you bring brainwashing into a plot line, it's just yeah. it's a it's a it's a Chekhov's gun of like, of course it's going to be undone and the whole thing is going to coll- collapse like a house of cards because the characters basically working against their own will, and the power of will can be you know it's it's flexible it's it's strong, um, so it's like it's a pretty feeble foundation to have a crimson god based upon that the only thing keeping them loyal to you is your brainwashing of them as it happens in this i mean can you guys tell me how duke was able to defeat his brainwashing because at one point he kind of like gives a wink to tunnel right saying like divide and conquer um i'm um, um, you know he, he lets lets tunnel right in on the fact that he's not actually brainwashed but i didn't i didn't get that at all like where where was the instance where he is shown to be resistant of it didn't he just not get his head knocked? I mean, you know, like near the end of the episode, there's the big kerfuffle. Um, he's going okay. to like save the girl. I think I think he gets his head knocked, and like suddenly right. he realizes, oh, you know, that's where he gives him the wink. You know, he's like they're fighting each other, and suddenly like, uh, you know, everything's fine. I'm on your side still. Um, so I think he gets his head knocked. Okay. But I think it is true what you're saying. Like when it is will but power based. I mean. Often these things, at least the kind of the way they're based, is you can't go completely against your own uh, impulses. Um, so I think a lot of the people that do work for them are obviously just happy to work. I mean, you're not driving them to do something that they wouldn't be willing to do otherwise. Right. Okay. Yeah. In general, true. You know? A lot of us need a leader. We are sheep. Sheeple. Um, I'm pretty tickled by the scene where they've brainwashed Doctor Mindbender and they've just got him <laughs> giving up that all. Is my favorite thing. Uh, yeah, all of his sort of that. illicit Cobra funds, he's seeks sort of <laughs> that's transferring them. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, that, that's also, probably guys, my favorite scene. Listen, don't just think that, like, willpower and all that stuff is just, like, easy, by the way. People like uh, Jim Jones was successful for a while, and people did not resist him. 
And even afterwards, there was lots of months and years for some people to be deprogrammed. Don't think that your willpower is that great. Um, mm. It can be chipped just, away. Yeah, look, the, the mind control thing is perhaps a little bit too convenient and too immediate. But it's very perhaps in the traditional Crimson God, it's, it's also a form of brainwashing. It's that like militarized, like swear your allegiance here and go through all the rituals and you are a card carrying member of the Crimson Guardsman. Um, yeah, in a circle. And, uh, so it's, it's, it's different forms of brainwashing, but brainwashing nonetheless. Yeah, they, I think the way that we kind oh, of were thinking about it is more of kind of like willpower in the sense of like m- stories and media rather than kind of like real, wa- real world kind of like, you know, willpower. I Seems the brain, brainwashing has its limits, though. They capture Snake Eyes and expose him to the light. Um, Scarlet takes his mask off. So that speaks to the, the fact that she's seen his face or sees his face on the regular. I mean, they mm. did train together. So yeah, Snake Eyes in this retelling is Scarlet Sensei. Interesting. Do you think they're love interests as well? Hmm. Whoa. Mm. There, there hasn't been any evidence of that so far. Yeah. In the show. So True. I, I wonder if there so. will be. Well, um, but, <laughs> of course, Snake Eyes was faking it. He has the mental fortitude to resist the, target, bro. the brainwashing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he helps Tunnel Rat break out of prison. <laughs> I love the fact that the Joes, while brainwashed, look like these tranquil like Hindu cows. They look they're just, so happy. They're so happy. <laughs> So happy to capture their <laughs> former teammate. Join us. Anyways, guys, we're going to rinse to the end. Um, as you said, the kerfuffle breaks out. Tunnel Rat is able to climb to the top of the tower and take out their mind control obelisk, whatever you want to call Technology it, pyramid. Or some sort of artifact. It's revealed that that just simply amplifies their power and that their power is inherent. Um mm. But Duke gives Talonrat the wink and Talonrat is able to fight the twins and separate them because they need to be physically close mm. for the, the spell to not be broken. Um, and that wraps up the episode with uh, the, the twins escaping with Dr. Mindbender and becoming associates of Cobra Command. They want wow. to give, they'll give up their secrets of mind control uh, for a price. Yeah. But Mindbender has other plans. He just straps him to a table and starts getting the information he needs out his way. Why should I pay you when I can just, you know, strap you to Zap a table you. and take it from you? Yeah, it's kind of cool how he he is. Yeah, he is very much a villain. You know, it's like, okay, what you did to me, and now I'm, you know, it's fair. Fair play is turning. Absolutely fair play. I was like, <laughs> yeah, take that, twins. Now, I've never been the biggest fan of Tomax and Zaymots. I don't know if this endeared me to them. But, as I said before, it certainly kept me guessing. Yeah, it's a fairly fun episode. But, I mean, obviously, like, the minute they get mind-bent, you know, um, you you kind of understand that they are going to come back at some point. Um, But it's an interesting take on the the twins and kind of, like, focusing more, more on, like, what is it about them that could be mystical? And how do we factor that into the bigger story that we're currently trying to tell in our season where Mindbender is trying to find ways of controlling the, the Biovipers? Um, yeah. So it was, a, it was a cool introduction. It's cool that they're actually used inside the story. Um, it's not just like, oh, there's, you know, I don't know, 
there's a random Joe that we just met and we'll never see again, at least not in this season. Um, so it's cool that they are actually part of the story going forward. And in many respects, and this is tapping into something in the chats, um, it's kind of hybridizing the twins with Crystal Ball. Mm. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get a Crystal Ball introduction in Renegades, Paul. Was there anything like that? I don't Where recall that, man. Mm. And, and if there was, it would be made redundant by this appearance of the twins. Yeah, but so yeah. you're kind of getting well, it all smooshed into we one. If we were going to get Crystal Ball, they could have done it as that Swami guy earlier in the episode, actually. <sighs> you know, it's yeah. kind of like a fake yeah. art. You know, that would have been a great <laughs> little cameo. So great, actually. We, we don't get a name for that guy, so maybe he was. Maybe he was. Who knows? At some point, you know, this is a 22-minute cartoon. Some things had to be cut. So maybe at some point in the planning phase, they wanted to use a kind of crystal ball-ish yeah. fake out. Maybe. <laughs> crystal ball-ish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this a, a three out of five because it had some intrigue. It is a very un-Joe story for me, and I typically don't like that. But mm. when I watch a piece of G.I. Joe media and it holds some surprises for me, that's going to get my attention. Yeah, I'd probably give that three out of five. Um, it's kind of like, it's not the same episode we've been getting recently, where it's just like, oh, they arrive at a place, something happens. They arrive yep. at a place, something happens. Like, yes, that does happen in this one, but it kind of like, it stretches out a little bit further, and it also does feed into the, the greater story that seems to be occurring in, in, you know, in the arc of the, of the show itself. So, three out of five, it's inoffensive. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not upset wow. by the time I finish watching it. I give it a strong four out of five, uh, mostly Ooh. because I love the dynamics, the cult dynamics. I think that's a very cool thing. Paul likes cults. You heard um, it first year. I love, I hate cults, <laughs> but I find them fascinating. <laughs> and uh, and I, I always like it when they're kind of represented in a cartoon in a way that is kind of like, aside from the giant obelisk, it's kind of representative it's close it's it's honest in a lot of ways which i appreciate um mm. i like the twist on the twins uh, the twins are great and um let me put it to you this way uh we've been reading the new gi joe book and that's gonna sound yes, like i'm gonna throw shade on that and for me this as a gi joe story was a little bit more interesting than cobra zombies so yeah so I kind of Which I'm still wondering that where that's going, what significance yeah. has it got, but we'll, we'll cover that in our We'll get comic to that book. when we get there, but for me, it was just really, like, refreshing to have this episode. Like, I was expecting another, like, as uh, you guys said earlier, another episode of they get to the town, what shenanigans have gone down oh, now, which redesign cover is causing problems oh, no. now. It's the A-Team. And then, it's the A-Team. Yeah. 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 Didn't the A-Team ever tackle the cult? I feel like they must I'm have. sure they did. I, they I never watched that show. Oh. How very no. dare you. 6 p.m. on a Saturday evening. It's I couldn't really miss difficult. it. Well, unless you have sports watchers in the household. I remember oh, distinctly uh, having to rugby, go elsewhere. Cricket, one TV in the house. Mm. Yeah. And the whole police force over at your house watching rugby. Yeah, you weren't going to watch 18, bro. You that have 18 shit, my boy. <laughs> they did go up against the cult. Yeah, so, of course. Well remembered, Steve. Well I don't think if I if I remembered or I was just playing the odds because yeah, 
must have happened everything had that yeah so the <laughs> irony is like yeah this absolutely is a trope that you would expect to find in an a-team kind of story but yeah. it being gi joe it being the twins presented in this strange way okay it's not a superior way but it is an interesting and valid read of the characters i think to make them cult leaders yeah, it's a different take, and it's 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 yeah, as I said, inoffensive. You know, it kind of and it expands it, on their psychic link a little bit in a more useful way. Yes, sure, yeah, they yeah. they still feel each other's pain, but what is the extension of that? What other mind control tricks might they be able to manifest? Yeah, <laughs> I can I throw out a little bit of a, a like something like a bit of a Mandela effect thing here quickly. Mm. please. So when I, I watched this Mandela. episode. When I watched this episode, like what? It was actually like last year in December. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched it again two weeks uh, ago. But then the Duke comic came out and Cobra comic came out. So Ooh, we like kind of put so much it. good stuff happened. And I watched this episode and I'm, I can't remember seeing this episode. I mean, I was <laughs> watching these episodes when they were coming mm. out at the time. I was uh, on, um, you know, various, you know, websites, his tank, whatever it is, when guys were discussing them. And I seem to remember this whole thing being them as acrobats, not as <laughs> mind control. Wow, that is a very how weird is that, right? Memory and, that you're having there. Yeah, mm. and that is a bit weird. Like I, I don't know why where that comes from because there is there is some GI Joe lore that does paint them as acrobats. Yeah, their um, comic book appearance, first appearance. Yeah, they were at a yeah. circus. Scenes as well, but. I but I think the clearest is. explanation is, Paul, you've been hypnotized. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Got him. Guys, we also watched The Phantom Brigade. What a oh. delight. But I, I'm not going to lead the charge on this one. And I'm going to nominate my man, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do it. Uh, let me just... I've got to put this damn toy down, man. It's just too much Do fun. it, Paul. Put it down. Uh, this, Written uh, by Shaman Devono. It's a name that I haven't Shaman recognized. Divono. Okay, so guys, can I just put this out here? Just you need the backstory here. I really used to hate this episode. Mm. Like Whoa. when I got my GI Joe box set, I really hated this episode. Like I was like, "Oh, like, please yep. give me more!" Like I want to see a tomahawk. I want to see a, a more like vehicles. I was, you know. After having watched the entire series and whatever, I can I've, I've come full circle on it, and I'm like, I now I really do love this episode. So please, wow. you're gonna get a lot of bit of, you're gonna get some um, uh, praise from me some on this one. Some real gushing from Paul about this. Episode. Some real gushing. So Jeez. anyway, so um, this base uh, is being attacked by Cobra because uh, they can't. Why not? Of course, because Why Cobra can't convince them. Um, to to rely on cobra's like assets or whatever the heck it yeah is. it's a munitions depot in romania yeah, ah. yeah. or transcarpathia Cosca <laughs> munitions factory yeah it's being so, attacked by major blood in a fang and a squadron of fire bats very which cool are instant they're, they're yeah. instant no gray fire bats they are fire interchangeably bats. called bats? stingers did you guys notice that? I did notice that, and I thought maybe no, it was a mistake. That's so weird. Oh. The uh, prototype name for the Firebat was the Stinger. Oh. Ah. Yeah. So is this maybe like 
pre when the toys came out maybe this would have aired in um october of 85 i think either november yeah Ooh. september or october around about there so the, this is pre the production of the pterodrome but i believe the firebat was they were they were teetering on the idea of it being a single release but then included it as a sort of bonus vehicle with the pterodrome or they built the pterodrome around the firebat yeah and the gimmick but i mean as we've it's kind of established in our, our recent episodes where we talk about toys that we all have it seems a lot of the time prototypes of these things have existed um long enough ahead of the toy coming out that those prototypes end up in the episodes mm. um the well this probably was beyond the prototype phase this was a finalized toy that mm. just didn't go into mass production because yeah they wanted to maybe sell it as a single thing and it would have been gray at least at that imaginings you know that at that, at that stage of its imagining right. it was gray um so yeah the animation was able to proceed with an almost finalized model sheet hell yeah sweet and it would have been called the, the stinger so we got Cobra bullying the October God. I'm kidding. As you should. Um, and we're not sure how this is going to work out. And then all of a sudden, the Joes come in to, uh, into, to come and save them. Um, I always thought this was quite... Uh, there was this, uh, there's this great like little bit of dialogue between the general and the... the sort and of, Ivan! Ivan! Uh, <laughs> it's, it's very sweet. Um, but anyway, yeah, thankfully the Joes come in and they come and save, uh, Ivan's ass. Um, Scarlet is, uh, it, it is Scarlet, yeah. It is Scarlet that's piloting because, oh, that's right. Um, and then the, the rest of the Joes are leading a ground assault. Uh, you know, dudes, this, like, there's this moment that it makes me laugh every time I hear it. It's when Covergirl kind of chirps Scarlet. And she's oh, like, yeah. Duke's here with me. And I'm like, damn, Duke. Yes. Is Duke playing both Scarlet and Covergirl? Dude, I don't know. I I just, you know, knowing the situation better, I feel like Scarlet and Covergirl are playing Duke. Um, yeah. Whoa. He's, he's not I Mr. Right. He's Mr. Right now. Like, he's yeah, a bicycle. Exactly. He's Mr. In the way. Um, he's even sitting there going, What? <laughs> Give me that! What, what give me that think? damn microphone, woman. <laughs> but to be fair, he is the damn all the time. So, yeah, cool to see Covergirl, and that's one of the highlights of this episode for me is how many interesting characters and vehicles you actually get in this episode. Mm. Uh, Covergirl being one of them, um, and then another, another being a snow serpent that you see later. Yeah. But anyway, all of this rubbish happens. Cobra is like annoyed because he's all like, you know, you guys are a bunch of cowards um you know like i need a solution and so what they go and do is they go and scare up a what they call a gypsy queen mm. and he's going to now tap into the the dark arts um That's and cool. baroness is all like because he wants soldiers what forces you trifle with kind of vibe cover commander wants soldiers who don't fear death because mm -hmm. His, con his, his troops are constantly retreating. In fact, there's a great line that the AVAC has in an exchange with, with blood. And he's like, You're being paid to fight, not run away. And the, the AVAC's like, Yeah, but you can't spend it when you're six feet under. It flies off. If so, only he had known 
the gypsy bit of foreshadowing. Yeah, exactly. You're out of a job, pal, because we're going to bring back the dead. Three objects that she has, each from a fallen warrior, and the way the law works is they have to be either um, stabbed in the back or betrayed, or they died tragically, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to be restless spirits. Restless. Yeah, because then their spirits are still tied to this plane. A coin from a Roman centurion, a locket, or oh, a ring from a Mongolian sort of female horseback riding warrior, which is cool, mm-hmm. and then a locket from a World War One American aviator. Whoa. Which, ah, interesting. And each of them seem to have their own, like, unique powers. So... Yeah. <laughs> The horseback riding <laughs> Mongolian warrior warrioress shoots like freeze arrows. The centurion has like magneto powers. I don't know. He can kind of <laughs> pull quick kick swords out, and he can make iron sheets like fly through the air. And yeah, stuff all like that. three of quick kick swords. I may add. <laughs> overkill, Paul. Jeez, a little bit, like a bit much, and over on his left shoulder. It's very strange. And the um, SPAD, or whatever, the Newport that the American aviator is flying, shoots, um, like, ghost flame. Mm. <laughs> the ghost light. And then, very yeah, it got these, these very angry flames, which, it's, it's so anime, this, actually, in a lot of ways, too. It's a little bit of Ghostbusters, a little bit of anime. Yeah. And the Joe's like, uh, what really... the actual F? And, guys, it's no job. Yep, Yay, Snowdrop has a cameo. He even has a few. He's got a handful of lines, but yeah, and even Snake Eyes is in this episode. Like he's there behind. Yeah, Snake uh, Eyes Yvonne. unfortunately didn't no. get a line. No, <laughs> <laughs> he usually and does. We got like what I think is the most boringest uh, popular GI Joe vehicle, the APC. Anyway, moving along. Oh, a slugger. I think the slugger is pretty boring, to be honest. Shots fired, indeed. Shots fired. Oh my goodness! Um, Come at me, oh, Slugger fans. Quicksilver oh. on screen now with one of his three swords. He's very well equipped. And I love that these two have like a bit of banter. These two being Quick Kick and the Centurion. Um, like it's it's great that they have like they 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 build a bit of rapport amongst each other. It's not like like vengeful, hateful fighting, you know. Um, which I quite oh, like. It? it was honorable fighting. If it was honorable, the the ghost should have had a proper sword fight. Instead, he just yeah, pulls out his magneto powers. Honorable fighting. Um, but uh, well, they're not antagonistic like they... necessarily to, towards yeah. each other for the sake of being antagonistic. It's like he's been ordered to do this thing. He's he's obviously very he's pleased to be fighting again. You know. Um, there you go. But he's not and... being. In, Overly villainous. I don't know how to explain it, but you know, he's yeah, just it's like it sells, exactly, and it sells that he's not a villain. You know, he's just a mm-hmm. soldier following orders uh, as his quick kick. There's no animosity between each other. They're just fighting. They're having fun. Cobra Commander like, hey. delighted with the progress and um, <laughs> says, "Like, well, Baroness, you might be out of a job too <laughs> if these um, <laughs> spooky soldiers work out." She's like, she's pissed off about that, obviously. So naturally, she. Betrays Cobra Commander and uh, tells the Joes, lets the Joes in on the secret. And I like the fact that the Joes are skeptical. They they don't buy it, but they're like, well, at least she gives us the location of Cobra's base. So mm. whether yeah, you believe in this explanation of these things being actual ghosts 
or not, we have tan- a tangible lead to uh, to follow up on and attack. Well, this is a very interesting story as well. I mean, we had we very recently had a similar story with Destro, um, kind mm. of like turning, uh, you know, turning face. But once again, it was in his own interests. You know, he mm. was offended by what Cobra Commander did to him by turning him into like a synthoid. Synthoid. Um, and in this case, it's like Baroness is like, whoa, I do not agree with you know the way that Cobra Commander is going going about this, and also he's threatening my you know my. Illegal, job security uh, job, you know so <laughs> security. i also by the way oh, when we eventually get to our firebat episode uh viper scout has corrected us the firebat appeared in the year before in light camera cobra. camera cobra yeah so the prototype. yeah the prototype version so mm. we must remember that when we do our firebat episode oh um something to mention uh i also dig that the joe's uh initial reaction to the ghosts it's not that, oh my god, they're ghosts. They're like, you know, they're not like, rah, 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 ghosts. they think <laughs> that they're possibly holograms or some kind of like advanced technology, which is very cool. Uh, I dig that. I love that they didn't just jump on the whole ghost train thing in the beginning. The, the Joes had to also be convinced that these are, you know, spirits. Yeah. Some people fear us. No, for sure. People I mean, I us. think you really wouldn't expect them to instantly go, oh, ghosts. Yeah, we deal with those every other Saturday. Yeah. Like this yeah. is not their vibe, you know. Like so, they have they have to also figure it out, which is pretty cool. Um, and then there's this whole kind of like subplot of like them trying to Wild Bull. I think it's Wild Bull who realizes, mm. oh, one of the ghosts is actually um, he's an American, and I feel like we can kind of like maybe work with this guy. The other guy's not so much. I mean, we have no real connection with uh, Rome or, or Italy. Um, uh, the other one, not so much to Russia, I guess. Um, um, but this one, we might actually be able to have some sort of line of communication. And that is like the, the big point where they kind of like are able to turn the RAF fighter, the fighter dude um, over onto the Joe's side. Well, he's an American aviator uh, from World War One. Um, how do you know? Well, his biplane has the hat in a ring, um, which is the symbol of the 94th Air Squadron. Formed in 1917 in Texas, and that's wow. the famous squadron that um, America's like highest scoring ace from the war, Eddie Rickenbacker. He was in that squadron. Twenty six hmm. aerial victories. Names after him. Insane. That's almost as yeah. good as the Red Baron. I'm guessing. And it's a cool symbol because I mean it's historically important that like America was involving themselves in World War One, so they've thrown their hat in the ring. Hence the stars and stripes hat through a ring. Um, but yeah, I mean, Wild Bill, he's an aviator. He's probably also a history buff. He certainly likes his cavalry hat. So he recognized early that maybe we can get upstairs and have a word with this guy. He's got a little toy flag uh, inside the cockpit of the um, of Dragonfly. He probably goes to like one of those, uh, those big Texas steakhouses where they put the little flags into the steaks. Well, so he, kind of he explains it that it was a, a, a recent mo- Memorial Day weekend, but uh. the dragonfly has, I mean, the, to- the toy at least, has plenty of, like, flag stickers all over it. Mm. So Yeah, but this is more fun. It is know. more fun. So we see a POV right down the gun sight of the biplane, and Covergirl holds up the flag, and this pilot's like, whoa, these guys are American. Um, so he's kind of the straw that breaks the camel's back. He has a word with 
Wild Bill. And it's a very chilling scene. <laughs> expression on her face. <laughs> because well, Wild Bill's... Um, he, he sort of says, I, I ain't looking at you, kid. I'm looking through you. It's, he, he's the one to, like, tip him off that he's actually dead. Mm. Because for some reason, like the the Mongolian and the um, the Roman, they know their fate, but this guy's yeah. still kind of like it's like he's just arrived almost. Like yeah, I remember, I I, I I gave my locket to my commanding officer, and I flew off to to fight the Krauts, and uh, that's the last thing I remember. Like well, the Kaiser's yeah. boys. To be fair, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah very chilling. I played a nice note, and it was it was well performed. The acting was good, scene was good. Maybe it takes and a couple of centuries before you become more self-aware and actually probably. realize that you're a ghost. You know, like there's probably some sort of process. Like the well, time moves dead. differently in the spirit realm. Like because he was the most recent deceased. Like it was 1917. Flash forward to 1985. It's only been mm. what. 70 years 70 years yeah and that's just the blink of an eye for a spirit anyways the other two fuck them they start laughing at him that was really <laughs> cruel like ha 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 you're dead now <laughs> you're dead now no yeah no you haven't you they're all dead now it's like a beetlejuice <laughs> vibe as well yeah. yeah i don't know without the comedy but the Joes pour so on the bad. assaults, and Ooh. the other two spirits have been successfully converted by the American oh, aviator to uh, attack Cobra, which they do. A team-up between the Phantom Brigade and G.I. Joe. Heck yeah. There's an instance where like, Cobra Commander just runs right past the Joes. Yeah, he's just like, screw this. He's like, damn. He's like, put your gun away. I don't care about your gun. I'm not scared of that. I'm just going to run through you, Duke. But he yeah. gets his comeuppance because he messed with the spirit world and this skeleton inexplicably, 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 I've actually got there, <laughs> um, kind of reanimates and confronts Cobra Commander. And it's cool, like it was foreshadowed because this castle, this Romanian castle, of course it has skeletons just lying strewn about. <laughs> mm. So we saw it in an earlier shot with the Gypsy Queen. But now it's mm. come back to life, kind of, half-life, I don't know. And it's tormenting Cobra Commander. <laughs> I'll see you again soon. And that's another cool note that this episode played. Very unique mm. to see this kind of... Momentum Surreal... Mm. Horror notes being played by G.I. Joe. But I'm into it, man. Which, totally, totally into it, dude. I love that about this. Um, something very evil dead about the skeleton as well at the end. Uh... Because it just falls, it falls to the ground and like explodes. <laughs> WJ also apart. kind of goes Super Seven Phantom Brigade figures. Yes, please. I hope so, and I mm. hope that they see through, and that they're painted with like clear paint or something or like. I reckon they can do cool stuff with these, with these characters, and they're also very uniquely totally. the the cartoon, which is. Very oh, cool. Let's have an O ring pilot, and the biplane. Why not? Ooh, yeah, there you go. That could be fun. I would prefer just having the three figures. Uh, I mean, just because I don't know where to put the plane. Oh. But yes, I think that's a great idea, Steve. I think that's... What, that's you're going to have the Mongolian warrior without her standing around horse? Without a horse? Come on. What does the Centurion get? He's a pack-in with the Mongolian warrior. Because it's two figures and a horse and then one figure and a plane. Uh, the yeah. mind races. 
Super Saiyan. They each had their own go. unique backstory that, like, I okay, want so the Gypsy he... Queen, bro. Oh. And then I want those items as well, like in, in like our size, like like to have like them as props, like to have the little lockets <laughs> and the coin and stuff. I think that would be so cool to have. So um, it was a wedding ring for the Mongolian warrioress. Yeah. Um, it was a locket with his girlfriend for the the aviator, mm-hmm. and the centurion had a coin, which I I found this the the most interesting. He had lost that coin before gambling one night. And I mean, if you join the dots and you know realize that that was the night he lost his life, like he must have gotten into some kind of scuffle, maybe, about this yeah. gambling, and that's when someone just knifed him in the back or something. Yeah, these are all like lucky items for them as well. So as soon as they're separated from them, they die, which is also yeah. the kind of underwriting. That's the trope. Under- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I liked too. Like, why did the pilot give his lucky locket to his commanding officer before flying off that day? That little arbitrary decision meant meant his life. Yeah. Fate. It's silly. It's just like, yeah, because, I mean, you could look at it as a fateful thing or you could look at it as um, some part in his brain had given up and he knew he wasn't coming back, so he knew that the locket would get damaged or stolen, whatever, you know? So he gave it to his commanding officer. So there's also that uh, a more rational explanation as well, that, which we can go into, which I don't think we need to. <laughs> but yeah, and also there's eels in this episode. I just want to put that out there. Okay, there's eels in yeah, this episode. Yeah, very cool. And no eels. serpents. And, and very well, well represented. I mean, very accurate. To yeah. Voice. Very cool. Yeah. I am um, posting a link in the chat. permission, or your hands will fall off. There's a link in the chats to Marks um, as Darkness Falls, uh, as requested by WJ. Uh, so it's there now, but I'll also link it in the um, description to this video. Guys, I'm going to give this a three and a half. Quite liked it. Unique. Yeah, and very memorable as a result. Good mm. character beats for these, you know, throwaway characters. Each of the spooks had, like, a compelling little story there. It almost mm. feels like a, um, uh, sort of like a hidden, what do they call it? Like a pilot, but it's, um, not actually a pilot for, for another TV show. Backdoor like pilot? A, um, a backdoor pilot for, for the Phantom Brigade. Um, totally. They're very well fleshed out. You know, they have, as we said yeah. earlier, I mean, they, they seem to have their own superpowers. They're very, like, each have their own sort of power that they have that goes on. Um, and they you can kind of feel their backstories. They each have a very distinctive backstory. Um, yeah, they could probably have gone on to be featured in their own cartoon series. I mean, if people were so inclined. I'd probably give it, I think... I'm still not sold generally on supernatural stuff in G.I. Joe. Mm. Um, so I probably would still go like down the middle. I give it a three. Like I still struggle with kind of like accepting really weird shit in my, in, in my mind when I think of G.I. Joe, um, even mm. though I guess we currently have zombies in the, you know, the main comic book series. Um, yeah. I'd probably give it a three. I think, I mean, it's still a very solid story overall. Yeah, I want to. I, I just feel like this one actually had some good writing. Um, it wasn't giant vegetables or anything silly like that. <laughs> um, like, it has its own silliness, but its silliness is very well sort of handled. Um, it also, yeah, and it has the darker moments, you know. 
Yeah, and it also wasn't a character of the week episode either. Like, they weren't like, oh, the focus is on this character specifically. It was. Yeah. It was very much about like I felt that like some of the the subtext was like this is what it's kind of about good and it also kind of explains soldiers as well a little bit in its own way. And I know maybe I'm looking into it too much, but I do feel like that that is a bit of subtext. You know, it's uh, GI Joes against ghosts that are also soldiers against. Cobra, who are also like extorting this other country, and you know, it's kind of trying to show you that you know the good and bad guy line is not that easy to to draw sometimes. So yeah, I give yeah. it a four. I think it's a lot cleverer than it deserves to be, um, and it gets away with it. Like I said, I didn't like this episode initially. Also, mm. Airborne's in this. I didn't like this episode <laughs> yeah. initially. I was. I was on the same side as Rob. I was also like, oh, I don't know if I want too much cookie shit in my G.I. Joe. But then when you finish watching this entire series, you actually realize you want more cookie shit in the cartoon and less of it in the comic book. You know? So they bury, they bury the three items and that allows the, the ghosts to disappear. Like that's part of the law as well. A proper burial equals um, setting them free and allowing them to rejoin their their loves, or so we believe. Um, the best notes of the episode is played by Michael Bell as Duke when he's like, with a kind of a somber but also an uncertain tone. He's like, I guess our work's done here. Come on, Joes. And they walk away. But then we get that ridiculous bloody piano sort of run. It's so messy. Mm -hmm. That that mm -hmm. scoring, if you know, you know. Um, mm. And we see Wild Bill notice the American... Flying off with like, his, his lady Grandpa. love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Hey, like, don't I know you? I remember. Like, like it's a stretch, right? But like that would be interesting if like somehow he's like related. You know? Yeah. Well, we've established like, that the, the pilot is based yeah. in Texas. I mean, yeah, at least with his, you know, his unit. There you go, connecting the dots. Absolutely. Maybe Wild Bill remembers him from photographs. He's like, you, you know, your grandfather was an aviator in the Great War. <laughs> he was oh, part of the 94th man. Squadron. Yeah, totally. But everyone gets their happy ending. And we know because he's flying off into the yep. sunset with his girl in the back. Hooray. Before we close this cartoon oh. episode, um, here's a correction from Viper Scout, which I, I can't believe you guys didn't pick up on. Um, he was wrong. This was the episode before Light Camera Cobra. For some reason, uh, I thought this was season two. I uh, didn't want to call it out at the time because oh, you didn't. my own knowledge is, is pretty shaky. But uh, yeah, Viper Scout, you're, you're on it, dude. You're on yourself. Uh, fact checking yeah, your own go. facts. So yeah. I, I can't recall which was the debut episode for the Firebats. I feel like we've already seen them in our cartoon rewatches, but it may well I'd be like Phantom so Brigade. Too. Yeah. Yeah, it might be know. this one. Maybe, maybe. Next week, a vehicle focus. Or will it be a figure? Oh will we do a, our first figure? Ooh. Or will we do a yeah, vehicle rush, figure rush, set? Maybe we should but, do DJ. Because we all have one now. <laughs> I don't have DJ. I will never get Paul, DJ. Paul, Dude, I've seen DJ at your house. No, you haven't. It's a Mandela effect. You've got phantom Ooh. memories, bro. Yeah, well, then I've got mine. Um, maybe, maybe. I don't know. But um, I, I think we've got a few front runners. DJ is not one of them. 
You're off the hook, G.I. Joe Burgers. We will not be talking Ooh, to you. Don't worry, you will never hear us Dude, talk about it. Except uh, how cool it is that Andrew got me one. Dude, complete. I want to say this about DJ quickly before we run off. There's All a right. lot of people that hate this toy. But really, mm -hmm. look at that toy, Rob. There is so much intricate and interesting sculpt detail on this figure. And there's so much that they were trying to do. Mm. And I respect it for that, definitely. And I respect He's got a painted that. blackface. I wonder what color he is really under there. Ooh. White, actually. Because <laughs> white, he has bro, a little bit of white. paint off his nose. Oh, he's, uh, white. he's, he's uh, literally. <laughs> white. And guys, I have a correction to make, courtesy of Ben Flying Retro. We will be doing a comic book review next week, featuring Mr. Talking Joe himself. Ben will be here to join us in studio. We'll be talking issues probably, hopefully by that stage. Cobra Commander number two. And yes. G.I. Joe number 304, which is out yeah. this week. Mm, both of them are out this yeah. week. I'm excited about Cobra issue 2, I'm not going to lie. Whoa. Um, I don't know if I'm too excited about, about 3 or 4. Come on, Paul. You're rocking your cool zombie era look right now. I mean, you have to be. That's <laughs> the painful look. And uh, the link to As Darkness Falls is now in the description to this video as well. So scroll down, check it out. Very much in the vein of these cartoon episodes that we've just yes. discussed. Like esoteric, supernatural, interesting, interesting vibes for G.I. Joe. Oh, Not yeah. the flavor that I usually taste with G.I. Joe. So mm. it's got my attention, as I say. Do we all own Crystal Ball? Uh, as WJ asks... Um, I know I do. I, do. I don't. I... Uh, oh, sorry, really WJ. Oops. Mm. Oopsie. Before we <laughs> run out, don't. Door, I just <laughs> I just want to say one last gigantic thank you to Andrew Creech for the absolutely incredible amount of crazy cool GI Joes, yeah. non-GI Joes, and just everything else that you sent to us and the incredible packing. Um, You've sent us an absolutely crazy amount of stuff um, and crazy cool stuff as well. Mm. Um, I appreciate uh, all of it. Like I'm, I'm like super excited to like get everything out of their packaging and just have tons of like real, you know, like cool fun and see like you know what's going down when I, when I take everything out and, and go crazy with them. You know, I can't wait. Right well, on, I probably, brothers. I won't do it tonight. It's quite. Oops, it's quite late. I'm probably gonna go to sleep, but I'm, I'm very happy. I'm gonna probably take out that Super Seven Power Ranger and Rex tonight. Oh, hell yeah! As um, always, we salute our patrons and YouTube channel members. If you are subscribed to the channel, um, I will be dropping some bonus footage. Uh, Berg. Whoa. What's the level up from recruit? I don't know. Mm. This, this falls into the bonus mm. category footage. Pirate. So you got to be in the middle, Pirate. the middle, the middle tier to to get it. But um, Elliot and I played a lot, and I included some of the footage Aww. at the end of my unboxing video. I will include the uncut That's full so edition cute. for your consumption at the. I, um, I was a member of our channel, so I could see it. Well, I'll mm. slip you a, a, a backdoor access, Rob. Ooh, mm. oh dear. Phrasing. Ooh, oh no, um, Steve. <laughs> so Yo, <laughs> Berg. Berg. And also thank you again for the support.